Hello and welcome to the Conjecturing Horrors Podcast. With me is Laura. Hello. And Greg. Hey, what's up? And I'm your host, Rob. How's everybody doing tonight? So good. Reeling, but really, really good. Ooh, reeling. Reeling. I would say reeling. Dang. Like, in, in what aspect? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fishing right now, and I'm actually trying to catch a fish, and I'm, I'm literally just reeling it in right now. You guys caught me at a bad time with this <laughs> podcast. You like uh, you made a you made a, a comment there, and you didn't really have any more to. Yeah, say. I didn't really I didn't really give you context. Yeah, I, th- I thought you sure. were making, I thought I thought you were making like an Antarctica reference, like you were reeling in a fish from the ice. Oh I don't, my I don't God. know. I don't know what you were talking about, but okay. it's just right. funny because it's like before we hit record, I feel like I've understood what both of you are always saying and neither one of you are understanding <laughs> each other at all tonight. You're like our interpreter. I am. I speak, <laughs> I speak Rob and Greg now. That's great. That's true. That's true. That's Laura, tell Rob player. that I'm reeling right now. He's <laughs> reeling after watching this movie. Oh. If I did okay. catch anything <laughs> in Antarctica for, for, for real, now I would not trust it. No. If it was the biggest yeah. fish, no. I'm throwing it back. No. Yeah, I'm reeling from watching this movie yesterday, aren't, aren't you guys? Uh, well, yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll, we'll get into find that. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll find out pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, all let's... Right, I'll, uh, I'll reel it in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're actually... We're, we're wearing some outfits again. We actually... Uh, you know, we got them on. Uh, I got a big uh, coat on with like a furry um, headpiece thing. And then I got my uh, snow goggles on I made some glasses you know i'm trying to cut out that uh that arctic rays don't want to get into my eyes when i run around in the snow um uh so laura what, what were you wearing today i've got my fuzzy fuzzy jacket yeah just like they have in the movie fuzzy jacket and greg greg what were, you, what were you sporting greg got my coat that i picked up in alaska so you know that it's uh cold weatherproof also <laughs> got my Nintendo beanie to commemorate the early 1980s which nice. this movie was made in so very nice. You actually got your jacket in Antarctica? No, Alaska. Oh, I mean, Alaska. It's not, it's not the same, but it's it's still cold as hell. <laughs> if you've ever been there. <laughs> Laura, Laura. What is happening? Okay, you know what? I figured it out. Uh-huh. You guys aren't real. It's either <laughs> oh, Rob oh, or Rob thing or Greg or Greg thing. And I, gotta well, I know that I'm real. I don't know if Rob... I, I I know I'm real too. I mean that's what anybody that was not real would say. So yeah, you know mm-hmm. I think we're both real. Yeah, I think we're good. Maybe Laura's the fake, and that's why she doesn't understand us. No. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's see what we're drinking tonight. What's in the cups? Uh, Greg, what are you what are you drinking tonight, Greg? I made myself uh, a giant coffee milkshake doused in vodka and Kahlua. So damn, here we go. Vodka and Kahlua, nice. That. Oh, and it's got uh, vanilla bean ice cream in it. It's so good. Okay, all right. Uh, good drink, Greg. Good drink. Uh, Laura, what are you drinking tonight, Laura? Actually, kind of copying Greg. I feel like, Greg, I feel like you have a lot of frozen drinks. You drink those pretty often on the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, to keep up with the chilly icing setting of Antarctica, mm-hmm. I made myself a uh, frozen strawberry daiquiri, which I've pretty much finished at this point <laughs> there's nothing left in that cup <laughs> I, you know i put a straw in and i've just been sucking it down and that's that so <laughs> it's, a good, yeah, all right. <laughs> it's a good thing i brought my backup beer mm-hmm. because oh, nice. uh, yeah i'm nice. basically done 
Nice, nice, nice. Good job. Good job. Yeah, I'm just drinking some, uh, what was it? Was it Smirnoff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm drinking that. I'm drinking Smirnoff vodka straight. So I'm just drinking that. Oh, that's nasty. Dang. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting. Yeah. But, you know, what are you going to do? At least if I drink this, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not an alien. So they wouldn't drink this. <laughs> um. So let's, uh, what do you keep laughing at, Laura? <laughs> I don't know. It's a funny episode already. I like it. Uh, okay. All right. So let's get to some updates right now. Um, so I know one thing we did have was we had an email from listener Lindsay. She actually responded to uh, our scream question from two episodes ago, I believe, uh, which pretty much was just, you know, saying like, what role would you add to Randy's uh, ways to survive a scary movie? Uh, Laura, do you want to read her response? So she says, as far as another rule to survive, I would say always carry a weapon, whether that be a knife, pepper spray, or a frying pan. Get something. And also get curtains in your house. How did Drew Barrymore casually walk around her fishbowl of a house with no curtains? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, her house was so wide open to intruders. I, I don't know. I Haven't you guys ever been to like a friend's house before that has homes like that where they have these big floor to ceiling windows and you're there at night for like a sleepover? I, I totally have been in those situations before, even babysitting like back in high school. Um, and just, yeah, it's terrifying. What's the, um, what's the, what's the protocol on, on raising that issue to the host? Um, you know, uh, can you close your windows? <laughs> can you throw some shades over that giant window that faces the dark street? I mean, what's the, uh, well, how are you supposed to do that? I feel like I just was like, oh, okay, Laura, like suck it up. You know, you like, didn't I put ever, it on myself. You I didn't ever, you didn't ever just like bring your own curtains or anything. <laughs> BYOC, <laughs> man. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. Every BYOC, party, yeah. you never know who's going to have a, a wide open living room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is really funny. No, yeah, no, okay. Uh, yeah, so thank you, uh, listener, Lindsay, listener Lindsay, for uh, emailing in, you know, with the, that response. Um, yeah, the only thing I wanted to talk about was something that I noticed from last week's episode, The Happening. Greg, can you, um, can you say what your score again was for The Happening? Uh, I think I gave it a 2.5. Oh, okay, great, perfect. Do you, by chance, remember what you gave the invitation? I feel like I'm being set up here, but I think I gave the invitation a 2.5 as well. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> oh, so, my. Oh. This is my grinding gears. Um, right is, oh, wait, wait, wait. This is, this, is exactly, this is exactly why I brought it up. Oh, my God, Greg. Richard here. Blink, 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 blink. Okay, Laura, go at it. Go for it. <laughs> Grind Greg up. Greg, I think you need to rewatch the invitation i don't know i i'm my mind is blown how how wow i'm speechless i mean rob's dropping me off dropping this on me like <laughs> with no notice i wanted that i wanted that pure anger to come through i wanted to you know just to see what happens here you can know? you just explain to me how <laughs> someone talking to a plastic plant is equivalent to a uh, a movie that has like such an incredible end twist. I, I mean, that's wow. clearly a false dichotomy. I think that the two movies are more than that. Uh, and uh, I just think that 
they all each of those two movies they have something different to offer you like uh, like good and bad <laughs> one good one bad um not what i'm talking I, I i'm talking about content that you can absorb like with the happening i thought there were there was so much uh meaning and, and like i said thought nuggets um, that it left you to to think about and ponder, even though the delivery was, you know, blatantly horrible. So that was enough for it, it to get like an average score for me. And the opposite, I thought the opposite was actually true with Invitation. It was delivered so well. The suspense was delivered so well. But at the end of the day, I thought that they didn't dig enough into what I really wanted to hear, which was like the the cult history or I wanted to see more change, you know, between the characters. And I didn't really get that. Okay, um, Laura, rebuttal? Rebuttal, Laura? I I have to just think <laughs> about this more another time. <laughs> Talk about just here to fuck shit up. You really brought it tonight, didn't you? Mm-hmm. You, have to, you have to be like me. You have to accept other people's horrible ratings of movies that you oh, adore. Oh, totally. You know, yeah. it's like that's the, the subjectivity of the, of the genre. Yeah, for or, sure. Or, stu- or stupidity, you know, it could be the same way, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh man. Well, so everybody uh, listening, if you want to email in, uh, let Greg know that he is absurd and ridiculous to give <laughs> the invitation uh, a movie, which I mean, God, it was like an eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Me and Laura both gave it close to fours, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and he's he has that on the same bar as the happening, which is insane. Um, conjecturingpod at gmail you can email us in there and we will gladly read all those emails next week that won't be a problem um, all of those zero emails you're going to get about that <laughs> <laughs> that's what's happening oh good one Greg good one I like that I like that I like that alright wow. yeah so uh, let's move on to the movie then this week a little bit of the reveal of the movie we're doing uh, like I say what we were wearing what we're drinking we talked about uh, we're doing 1982's The Thing um, and I, I didn't realize I should just be calling it John Carpenter's The Thing yeah I didn't realize that it's like really in the title you know it, it's hmm. when you watch the movie it says The Thing and then it's like John Carpenter's name goes above it yeah you know um so, you know, why I chose this movie, uh, definitely, like I said last week, um, it's a movie that I, I've seen in the past, a long time ago. It's something that I've been seeing a lot on Twitter lately, that a lot of people put it in their top five of greatest horror movies. And I know that Laura hadn't seen it before. Um, so that's just why I wanted to put it up here. And to be honest with you, I have a couple of movies like The Happening coming up, and I need to get some cred back for a bit. Mm. So, so I, I got to go with some stellar picks here until I drop a couple of, what did you call them, uh, Greg? Little like turd nuggets or something like that, whatever you called your movies. So, so that's definitely why I picked it. That's why I picked it. So, I mean, I, I'm excited to hear what Laura has to say about this movie the most because I know she does not like gore. Yeah. And she doesn't like that stuff. So she was the one I was not worried about, but the one where I was, you know, wanted to just know what she thought about it because... I mean, man, I, I barely could watch some parts of this movie. It's insane. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that, you know. But uh, let, let's let's uh, transition here. Let's get to our, our horror-ish segment of the week now. So this week I have... This week I got a question for you guys. I got a question for you guys. And this is actually something that I've never done before as far as a question goes. This question has nothing to do with the movie this week. So... This is a question, and I'm going to give a shout out here to uh, somebody on Twitter, um, Anya Stanley, and her Twitter is uh, at uh, bookish uh, plinko. 
And this is the question I saw she put onto Twitter about the movie Midsommar. And it is something that I didn't even think about when we did our review. And so pretty much what her question was, and this is what I'm going to ask you guys, because I think it's a really interesting topic and something that should be discussed is, you know, the fact that Christian in the movie, the guy that was pretty much, you know, forced, partially forced to have sex with the girl, it was that considered rape. Wow. It's a, was it's what a, considered raped? Like he raped her? No, that 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 he was raped. That Christian was raped. And, and, and I know it's a deep question, and I know I'm like spurring it on you guys, but it's something that I read the question. I guess I didn't consider it when you watched that movie. One because he's a man. Yeah. And I have you know there's a whole right. there's a whole thing in in society wow. about men and women and like a man can't be raped and a woman of course can. And you know the question alone was like I believe it was a poll, but really I literally went through all the comments of people that were responding to what they thought and it was just it was amazing. It it was a it was such a great question and such a great thread, a Twitter thread that I really wanted to talk to you guys about it and I don't want really wow. quick answers from you guys. I really I mean if we have to sit and I need to cut a little bit of air for you to think about it i really want you guys to think about it and have a you know a good answer to it not like a good a good answer for the pod but just you know what i mean because it's something that i think is is important to discuss yeah, for sure you know it, it's it's you know a, a lot of people on there were talking about you know that he was drugged you know which is something that of course usually goes hand in hand with rape Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just you know where do you what do you think uh laura i definitely mostly want to talk to laura you know as a female you know i, I want to know greg's opinion too but i, I really want to talk to laura what do, you, what do you think about that laura actually yeah i can confidently say that that is absolutely rape um i'm really happy that you brought this up because it is very important and it like you said it's something that none of us mentioned uh Mm-mm. during that episode yeah. and yeah, I mean, it's it's good to admit when you're wrong about something. And I, I think you nailed it. The fact that he's a man and there's kind of a you know standard that rape only happens to women when it very much does happen to men. And if anything, they're even less vocal about it than women are. Um, and the other problem is, is that he was such a like shitbird character. So I think some people are kind of like, well, but it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Uh, they're yeah he was drugged there was but there was no consent we never see him giving consent to this situation Mm -hmm. Uh, if anything the scenes where they're almost prepping him for for this like love ceremony you know like the the pupas or um you know the, the thing the the thing that's under his bed he almost seems very distraught by it um so yeah i i would have to say that's that's absolutely right yeah, because that's what a lot of the people on, on the Twitter thread were saying was like, oh, no, he wanted her the whole time. You know, this is what he wanted. And no. like you said, like he didn't. I definitely think, you know, of course, he didn't have the greatest relationship with uh, what's her name in the movie, of course. They right. clearly, you know, did not have a great relationship. He like you said from the beginning, you know, he should have been out of that relationship a while ago, you know. But I don't think he ever was like eyeing that girl like, oh, I really want her. No. Uh, so I'm on the side of saying like, yeah, he, he was raped, you know, he was, you know, and, you know, and definitely the drugs, all the drugs, you know, through the whole time he was there. But definitely when he goes through the whole ceremony, they give him a special drink. They give him the powder in his face. They give mm-hmm. him multiple things that just completely take him out of it. Yeah. Um, 
I, I, I would be in that camp. What about you, Greg? What do you think? I don't know. I think if, if, if you can determine that he was not a sound mind and he could not have acted otherwise, you know, then yeah, it's, he was clearly like he was raped, you know, but from what I saw, it just looked like based on his, his behavior prior to that scene and the fact that, you know, he didn't seem to object to it. He was more or less just in awe of what was going on. It wasn't like, I really don't want to do this. He was uncomfortable, but uncomfortable doesn't mean you want to stop doing that. So I, I, I would say, I don't know how that poll came up, but I would say I've been in the camp of no, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know it's, it's a tough uh, conversation to really kind of have, you know, especially when, you know, we're doing it as like a quick, like horror-ish segment, which usually only takes like a couple minutes. And I feel like, I feel like we could do a whole pod on this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's just, it's just something that, you know, I read and it's something, like I said, I didn't consider it when we saw this movie Mm-mm. and after hearing it, I was like, oh, wow, that's really, that's a really great conversation piece, you know, just, just in general, one for the movie, but two just for society, you know, yeah. because, you know, just, just the fact that I didn't even have that thought in my mind already means the society has swayed me in a certain way, mm-hmm. you know, which is already, you know, kind of a negative thing um, to me personally, the fact that I didn't even consider it, which is crazy. Yeah, I could see how this is a very deep conversation. And it's it's like, you have to just go back to the movie because then you have a whole other aspect. Was it fear-based? I mean, he saw people die before this. So is he is he just too afraid to say no? This wasn't something he wanted. You know, you got that whole aspect. Just, you know, forget about the drugs and alcohol, but fear-based. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then like, yeah, kind of like I said, he was just such a shit character so you just kind of want to hate him a little bit, but um, but I don't remember him. He might not have been a good boyfriend, but I don't remember him ever seeming like a cheater up until that point. Like, it's not like he was looking at other girls up until that point. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's just something that I read that I, I wanted to at least talk about, you know, shout out to, you know, Anya Stanley mm-hmm. um, for for posing that question. Um it's just it's just things that we at least have to have conversations about or we're never going to get to a place that anybody that's going through any type of experience like that or any type of different experience you know has the voice to question and say things and stand up because if we're all just you know on the side of like oh no like you know it's all consent then we're never going to get anywhere better than where we are right now so Mm -hmm, i I just think we always got to have a conversation open for that you know yeah nice yeah. So, um, yeah, if anybody wants to, you know, email in, give us their opinion, we would be glad to read your perspective on the e- on the pod. Um, you know, you can hit us up conjecturing pod at Gmail or, you know, Twitter, Instagram at conjecturing pod. Um, so let's uh, let, let's let's get to the movie now. Let's get to the movie we're going to be talking about this week. Uh, we're doing John Carpenter's The Thing 1982 movie. Um, like I said, director, of course, is John Carpenter. He, of course, did Halloween, The Fog. Um, something I was surprised about was how many times this guy has worked with Kurt Russell. Yeah. So he pretty much, he, he started with Escape from New York. Mm. That's where him and I guess Kurt Russell met on that movie. Then, of course, they do this movie, uh, The Thing. Then they go on and do Big Trouble in Little China together. And then they go on and do Escape from L.A. Oh, wow. Yeah, he pretty much is like the Bruce Willis of M. Night Shyamalan. He just keeps bringing him back, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I was surprised. I didn't know that, you know. Um, yeah, so so this movie, uh, The Thing, um, $15 million budget. Box office was only 19.6. So this definitely was and did not make its money back uh, at the box office. Um, 
Uh, Laura, do you got some interesting facts you want to go over about the movie? I do. So it opened the same day as another uh, panned movie that also became a cult classic, which was Blade Runner. And Rob, I think you might have thrown this fun fact at me last minute. I got to tell you, I didn't think that Blade Runner was ever not well received in the 80s. So that was shocking to me, actually. Yeah, that was. And it just Mm -hmm. proves how when something becomes a cult classic, you don't even realize what might have been you know a few days yeah because it's just it's just crazy to think back of like blade runner the thing uh the shining like so many movies that when they were released people were just like this is not a good movie and it's not until years later that people are like well this is good it's almost like people say they're ahead of their time like the happening way ahead of its time yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's a good point though i i don't understand how there are so many movies that do fall into this category though because if this was one of them, I go, man, what movie were people watching? But it, it, I think it also has to do with like what other movies were happening at the time. What was society like? What were people ready to see and not see? Um, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So speaking of the thing, well, totally flopped as we know, uh, and it most likely did because it came out two weeks after ET. Uh, and oh, no obviously way. we know et is a masterpiece uh speaking of which i just had my daughter my four-year-old daughter watch it and she loved it so oh that's right but she was she um, wasn't like creeped out or scared at no, any no not at all really? yeah not even when et's like creepily like a like all white he looks like a white turd no she was <laughs> just really concerned for him which wow. is sweet. Yeah. I, I myself am like forgot how creepy he sounds when he's screaming. I yeah. mean, like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I kind of warned her. I was like, oh, he sounds kind of creepy, but you know, he's nice. And she just kept going, oh yeah, he is nice. So <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And so I think that makes sense because, you know, people in the eighties see this amazing movie, which is E.T., Plus, you have the fact that the alien is nice and kind and friendly. Uh, mm-hmm. And then two weeks later, you get a movie like The Thing, which is the oh my God. absolute opposite. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, that could also be why it was not well received. Um, and yeah. this one I thought was really interesting. I don't think a lot of people know this. This is not a remake. Uh, they think that it's a remake from the 1951s movie called The Thing from Another World. And it's true. Um, They both were based off a book that came out in 1938, which was called Who Goes There by John W. Campbell. But John Carpenter said in many interviews, this is not a remake. I did not want to compete with the first one. Um, He he loved the the 1951 Mm. movie. But what he did was he did go back to the book um, and just make a second movie based off that book, which is not considered a remake, and tried to make it uh, closer to the book. So one big difference is that in the 1951 version, the creatures did not imitate its victims. Hmm. So I thought that was really interesting because I always hear people say like, oh, the original or the Kurt Russell? It's like, actually. Getting all horror, horror snobby. Yeah, my little, mm-hmm. uh, my little frozen drinks getting to me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so this actually is the first John Carpenter movie where he did not score the music himself. Uh, let's see if I can do this Italian name justice. But Ennio <laughs> Morricone, a very. Oh, that's not a. Yeah, I think that's a good. Very, good job. Well, I am half Italian. Okay. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> he he's a very famous film composer. He used mm. brooding, menacing bass tones to be mm, carpenter-like. Yes. Yeah. 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 Cause I, I watching this movie, you know, I was just like, oh man, John Carpenter's killing these tones. It's so John Carpenter. Uh, it does, but Halloween is still up there. For okay. Me. Okay. Calm down, Michael Myers. All right. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> uh, oh, this might be my favorite fun fact. A double amputee was used to create the special effect during that famous chest chomp scene. Oh, that's how they were able wow. to do that. They put they pretty much used a double amputee as an extra and they put um so they put prosthetics from like the elbow to the wrist so that when the chomp scene happened that pulled off of this person's wow. arms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the last one is they did film an alternate ending um because they were afraid that the ending was going to be terribly received and apparently Mm. in the alternate ending um it is confirmed that mccready makes it and you see him like leaving in the helicopter so Mm. um but they they never had to use it even though the movie bombed i guess carpenter was like no we're sticking to the ending he really didn't want that ending so good choice Mm. i think that's cool that's cool that's cool yeah um yeah like we said cast of this movie we got kurt russell of course as mccready uh we got wilford uh, brimley as blair uh you have on here he's the face of the quaker oats guy yeah <laughs> oh quaker right. oats guy. The guy in the commercials <laughs> oh that's funny i didn't i didn't realize that until now okay all right no wonder i was craving oatmeal so much watching this movie it's so weird stop it oh, wow. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, the only other person I really notice is the Keith David guy as Childs. I recognize mm-hmm. him. He's been in a lot. Yeah, I know him from Community, of course, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if I really recognize anybody else from this movie. Do you guys recognize anybody else? Yeah, there's that, um, the guy who plays Clark, the dog guy, as I called him when I was watching the movie, Richard Masser. Mm-hmm. Why do I remember a scene where he is like gagging? <laughs> and then I realized that, I used to love the movie Encino Man when I was a kid and he is like the dad. So when they bring Encino Man over and he like eats a fly at the table and then the dad kind of like, you know, at the dinner table and the the dad kind of like gags. I'm like, oh my God, that's that guy. And then when I looked him up, he's been in so many movies, License to Drive, Risky Business. So I think he's one of those actors where you just recognize him because he has a small part in like so many movies you've seen. Oh, wow. License to Drive. Nice. Nice. Shout out to the Corey. Sweet. I like it. I like it. Sweet. Perfect. Perfect. Um, uh, Okay. So do you want to do synopsis for this movie, Laura? Yeah. The movie is set in Antarctica um, and you're at some kind of like military mission research base. And obviously we're following the American camp, uh, which stars Kurt Russell. He's the main pilot guy. And they, the movie starts where they hear a unknown helicopter outside. And when they see, when they investigate what's going on, they see um, a pilot shooting at a sled dog. And so uh, they actually take the dog in and they have no idea what's going on. Well, the dog, they find out, has been, um, it's, it's an alien inside <laughs> of the dog. And this alien creature now can assume any person and imitate its victims and it just starts kind of taking over the camp one by one yeah yeah and it's nasty oh yeah it's definitely nasty i was gonna ask right off the bat were any of you guys eating anything while watching this movie 
Yes. <laughs> you were. What were you eating? Well, actually, it was just popcorn, which is so mild. It wasn't that big of a deal, but still, still. I definitely stopped. Mm -hmm. I was like, mm, yeah. yeah. At least it wasn't as bad as at the time I ate spaghetti watching whatever movie that was, because spaghetti with this movie would have been a horrible decision. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, definitely, let's, let's kind of just start with like the opening of this movie a bit. I mean, I, I love the opening of this movie, you know? I mean, I mean, the title sequence I thought was pretty cool, you know, just like the super yeah. like, like no sound, just like the ominous tones here and there, like you're going through the title sequence. I don't know if I like the shot of the spaceship coming in, you know, like I think I kind of would have maybe left it way more ambiguous, even at the beginning, because these five seconds in, mm -hmm. you're like, oh, you know, it's a spaceship. I think it would have been a cooler reveal maybe later on where you're like, oh, shit, a spaceship. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that, that's just nitpicky. Yeah. But I, I really like the opening with the dog and they're trying to shoot it. And, you know, because you're just like, what is happening right now? Like, what's going on? Oh, one thing I wanted to shout out was like, like Laura said, once the they shoot, not shoot down the helicopter, but the helicopter lands and the Norwegian guy comes out and he starts yelling. I translated what he said. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. So the, the Norwegian guy yells at them because they like have the dog kind of like behind them before he shoots them. The Norwegian guy yells at them. He says, get the hell away. It's not a dog. It's some sort of thing. So that's what that's what he yells. Damn. That's what he's yelling at them. You know? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, movie yeah. over. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad none of them spoke the language. They would have been. Yeah, movie would have been over at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly. Oh man. Yeah. So, what did you guys think of just the opening? Just the opening. You kind of like setting the tone for things. I I love the vibe, the overall vibe, and especially in the beginning. Like this movie is in Antarctica. And I, I just have a thing with like that frigid, bleak winter, you know, in in movies, especially horror movies. I think it just works so well. Um, and I also like how it started off just going and there's kind of no setup, which is usually a problem, but it was so interesting that it piqued my interest and I was like, well, what's going on? And uh, yeah, I, I just, I think I really like Kurt Russell. Uh, I'm a little bit biased. I think he's a good actor. Um, I've liked a lot of the things that I've seen him in. Um, yeah, you had you had Deep Water Horizon with Marky Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. He's good in that. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. The, the opening was good. One of my favorite lines is when he's playing chess, and then he's like, "Cheating, bitch!" Yeah. And then he, <laughs> he takes his drink and dumps it into the device, and like you know, they're in this remote area. There's like not a whole lot to do, and it's like no one's fixing that. Yeah, no one's fixing. That. No, no. I mm. love that. I think it perfectly sets up who his character is. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Perfect way to introduce him. It was it was so good. Yeah. Also, I, I liked how when they when that scene faded in and he was drinking the whiskey on the rocks, just to you know, you guys know that I have this thing, this ASMR thing. When I hear like clinking glass like ice in glass, mm -hmm. it just soothes my soul. So I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, that sound, like you guys already got me. I'm in. <laughs> Well, isn't isn't this like so like what a great opening compared to last week's The yeah. Happening where it's yes. like Mark Wahlberg starts talking and you're like, fuck this shit. <laughs> isn't it so yeah. funny? <laughs> it's the complete opposite. Oh, yeah. man. It is. Yeah. Now, what were you going to say, Greg? Sorry, I cut you off. Um, oh, well, you guys were talking about the sound or the score, right? I, I loved how it it just, you know, like that tension, you know, rising with the sound. Bum, bum. Bum, bum, and you get that over and over again. And it's so simple and it's so subtle, but it does exactly what it needs to do. It makes use of the silence in the background and it just builds that tension. Mm -hmm. um, and you and that that little line, that little bass line kind of or whatever you would call it, repeats over and over throughout the movie. But 
when you hear it in the beginning, it just, you know, you feel like something um, mysterious is going on. Yeah. Um, which actually w- was so cool about the intro. Um, I mean, yeah, even go ahead. Yeah, you can compare it to the happening where something very shocking and crazy happened. And you feel like that's the formula for a lot of scary movies now where they try to shock you with something and then play out the movie. But this didn't do that. Um, instead, it gave you that scene where the, uh, the helicopter is coming in trying to shoot the dog. And you actually don't get any real action for the first maybe 10, 15 minutes of the movie till the the dog scene mm-hmm. but up until then it's just like pure suspense and mystery yeah. Yeah. and yet you feel like something's still going on i thought that you know that's that that was such a great way to start the movie did either one of you guys have to go to that website greg of like what is it the does the dog die.com or whatever it is greg i didn't do it did you guys no i do like i picked up pretty quickly that the dog wasn't a dog mm-hmm. i mean they made that kind of obvious just you know, yeah, he was looking but, at the then, window and... but then when they put the dog in the crate with the other normal, oh, regular mm. dogs, Innocent then dogs. I was like, yeah. oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, they're all going to die. I was, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I felt like I was pretty warned, so... Yeah. I mean, I, I did want to ask you guys, like, definitely after the opening, like Greg said, they really kind of go through maybe maybe 15 minutes of kind of like nothing's really happening. It's really just setting up who everybody is, what they're doing, stuff like that. But you really just see kind of their, their day-to-day routine a bit. And like you said, Laura, just how bleak it is and how, mm-hmm. like, they're, you know, not connected to anybody. They can't get radio transmissions right now, you know? But I wanted to ask you guys, like, if you were in that setting, in that time, we don't have phones, we don't have internet, like, what you, would you guys have done if you're on that little base? Consume alcohol. That was, <laughs> that was a very consistent thing in this movie is, like, definitely most people are usually consistently drinking on this. I think I'd play a lot of games, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. games. What, what, what do like you mean? Card games. Oh, card you know, games. They were playing with cards, everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Greg? What, what would you have been doing? I would say one of two things. A, video games. I think Atari was out at the time. That mm-hmm. or art. I would just be like drawing and coloring and painting and mm-hmm. doing that. Nice. I definitely, I saw the pool table and I'd probably be playing pool. But I, I don't know how how long I could play like something and be like, fuck, I'm tired of this shit. Yeah. Dude, yeah. After like like maybe five days of, of billiards pool, like I'm going to jump in to start creating trick shots and doing weird things. Like I can't play pool yeah. for it. It looks like they were there for like years, man. I don't know, or months. Yeah. yeah. At least. Um, yeah. So do you guys want to call out, call out a couple of uh, things you liked about this movie? Hmm. I, I think I, I do want to call out something that you guys already slightly mentioned and it's the, the bleakness of it. I really felt like I was looking at a real place. Maybe they did take over a real place in Antarctica. Probably not, but it looked like it. You know, they had all these um, like empty halls and everything was bleak and gray. And it, it just looked like I was at some type of base, you know, in the middle of nowhere. And just the environment and the vibe yeah. you pick up from the beginning of the movie was just so well done. And I, it, it couldn't have been done any better. I think if you would see this movie done like today, 2020, 2021, everything would look new. You'd see a lot of like fancy technology. It would look like a set. But I thought watching this movie, I felt like they were literally just, you know, filming at some type of Antarctic base, which really just set the tone for the whole movie. When you can believe the baseline of the environment, then everything else is just gravy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Laura? Do you want to spot out some couple things you liked or? Yeah, I, I really do like the overall plot. Um, just, like the setting, the setup, uh, 
I like where they are, like we've already said a bunch of times. I like that the alien can assume the shapes. That I think is pretty cool. And what I really like is the idea of how everyone just becomes so paranoid and kind of turns on each other. I like that concept a lot. Um, And I thought that there was some really funny one-liners. I mean, we talked about the chess (laughs) scene already. Uh, My favorite line in the entire movie is the like top, you know, officer, he's kind of the oldest one there. Mm -hmm. Um, And (laughs) he's tied up because they all suspected he was one of the things. And he ended up not being at that time. Uh, And he's the last one to be tied up. And I wrote it down. He says, and he's so calm. He's so calm, cool, and collected when he speaks, kind of soft-spoken. And he's like, I know you gentlemen have been through a lot. And when you find the time, I'd rather not spend the rest of this winter tied to this fucking couch and starts yelling. <laughs> I, that made me laugh so hard. I thought that was a great one-liner. So well delivered. Yeah. I love that line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely have to agree with Laura. Just the the vibe this movie has, you know, where it's like the paranoia of, yeah, who is infected and that suspense and Cause it's almost like this movie is like two separate movies where it's like half the movie is like, who is it? You know? So it's suspense. It's, it's dark. It's kind of like, you know, in the shadows and the other half is just like a gore fest of like creatures, you know, of like creature effects and creepy Mm -hmm. like designs and stuff like that. But those two like play together so well that I think it's so effective and so cool, you know? Um, Cause I I don't know, Laura, cause like I haven't seen the original Halloween in a long time. Is the kind of the, the like you're talking about the, you know, the suspense and the not knowing and like the, the that part, is that very kind of similar to Halloween, you know, that kind of vibe? Yeah, a little bit. It's, it's hard for me because I'm, I'm so biased. I'm not, I'm not the right person to ask, mm-hmm. honestly. Like I, if I had to compare it, you don't want me to have to compare the two movies. Let's put it that way. Well, no, I, I didn't mean like <laughs> compare the two movies, but the, I mean, the one thing I do know about Halloween, like I haven't seen it in a while is just the whole fact that like Michael Myers is just, he's, he's slow. He's methodical. He's just like, you know, it's not like, yeah. you know, it's not action. It's just like, he's going to be coming for you and he's just going to come and get you. You know, it's like, you're just suspense and you're waiting. Yeah. Cause I know there's a whole thing about the original Halloween where, he's not even called Michael Myers in the script he's just called the shadow and so like he he's just supposed to be an omniance presence you know you're not really supposed to see him through a lot of the movie and I feel like it's very similar to what John Carpenter is doing here where it's like you're not supposed to see who it is see who the creature is see what it is for a lot of some of this movie you're just supposed to have the vibe of like something's watching you and something's behind a corner and I just thought it was kind of similar uh from that I wanted to ask you being the Halloween fanatic um, it's a little similar, but honestly, they Michael Myers is so present in the movie, despite him being slow and despite having all of that anxiety. So it, it's similar in some senses, but but also like he really, if they intended for him to be like a shadow, that definitely did not make final cut mm-hmm. because he's like like Laurie knows that he's after her from pretty early on. But you know what? We'll we'll get to this in October. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk all Halloween's in October. It's gonna That's be great. True. That's true. Can't That's... wait. Yeah. Um. I mean, the only the another thing I wanted to s- is spot out is just the directing in this movie. It's 
it's such good directing in this movie. I mean, like I said, I'm sorry, Greg, to be keep talking about the happening from last week, but you know, the comparative of like the directing in this movie of like shot selection and you know, there's there's so many techniques used in this movie, whether it's you know, multiple times where it's handheld camera. It's like it looks like somebody's moving through the pace of the film. There's multiple times where you know, it's a far away shot of the helicopter or the people. So you're seeing like the scope of the scene. You know, there's scenes where the camera is low to the ground, like simulating maybe the eyes of a dog or the eyes of a creature. Um, there's a great scene when um, when McCready and I forget who goes with them, but they go to the Norwegian base. And when they land the helicopter, the shot is through the window of the base and you're kind of seeing this the little bit of them. And then as they walk through the door, it like just pans over. And I was like, that's just such a great fucking shot, you know? I mean, this is John John Carpenter, so it's 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 hard it's easy to say directing in this, you know, being like it is good because this guy's a great director. But it's just something that I kept noticing through the movie of mm-hmm. just every time there was a cool shot or a cool directed scene, I just kind of made notes and it was almost endless. It was yeah, endless. It's such a great Absolutely. directed movie. Yeah, yeah. I kept noticing a lot of that that great camera work that you're talking about. It was prevalent throughout the entire movie. I just it almost makes you uh, just stop and like appreciate it for a second. There are those shots where you know they're walking through a hallway. It's like a dimly lit hallway, and for all intents and purposes, it should be completely. You can't see what's going on. It's dark. You shouldn't be able to, but they provide just the right amount of lighting and shadow, you know, to see exactly what's happening and it just it, it felt so real all the the angles the use of shadows was just so well done in, in the camera work it was brilliant yeah I thought. yeah yeah um, i mean the only the other thing i wanted to kind of shout out too was just the dog that that dog was such a great actor <laughs> you know like like he because I, I read some stuff online where they were i forget his name um but uh they were saying that like he's a great dog actor like he never looks at the camera and stuff like that and <laughs> And because I just thought he was really good, I thought he was a really good actor. I literally put yeah. it in, put it in my notes here. I didn't even think of that. You're yeah. right. You know, I was like, he he's better than Mark Wahlberg of last <laughs> oh, week. Oh, yikes! <laughs> oh my god! I'm not gonna argue that even. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, but uh, let let's get to like I think the biggest part I do want to talk about because it's definitely the creature effects and the the aliens themselves. And let's just kind of get into. I just want to know, Laura, like how you even watched this movie. Honestly, it was a little shocking. Yes, I don't like gore. Um, Some of these images, like when it looks like a giant spider and it's the guy's face with like 18 chins, you know, I mean, that (laughs) I've obviously never seen anything like that before. You saw you saw Um, it in the faculty. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But. Yeah, I I hate to say it, like, I really appreciate the effects because I know that this was the 80s and I know that it's like, you know, um, all these, you know, practical effects and like how they they created all of these things. And I'm sure the makeup artists like, oh, like, I I don't know, you guys, I'm kind of at a loss to words. I just feel like I, I it was just kind of lost on me. And that's why I'm kind of speechless right now. I uh, Too many times there was like bright red or bright yellow, like shooting out of these things. And it just took me out. I was like, this is not even, it's not even gross anymore. It's just so fake and so silly. 
Really? Um, wow. Yeah, I wasn't, it's just, it wasn't for me. I think I'm probably already picky when it comes to gore uh, to this degree. Um, and even though I, I would hate to say I want it to look more realistic because that would upset me. This just seemed so fake and silly. And a lot of those scenes, at first I was like, oh, shit. But then it ended with me kind of laughing. And I hated it because the very last effect where you see the alien for what he is, and it's like, he almost looks like a dinosaur with like a small dog coming out of his chest. <laughs> and at that point, I was like, what? Why? I mean, I'm so I, surprised right now. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. You are you're so like spoiled by CGI nowadays that you can't like appreciate like maybe practical maybe. effects or something. Yeah, I'm like maybe. the complete opposite. We had this whole discussion on Mama, how to me I wasn't yeah. scared of Mama because she was so CGI, and now me and you are like complete opposites to where this creeped the fuck out of me because I'm like this is so practical and real, and I never once looked at it as like even fake at all i'm like that looks fucking real that's what it would look like you know oh my god yeah, the part where they're like pulling they're pulling out organs and shit and they're cutting open parts of the body that looked exactly like real to me you know because i know they spent like a million and a half dollars well that's like, on the effects cool. yeah. you know and it's fucking crazy wow i can't believe it was all lost in you I thought you were just going to be throwing wow. up on your couch, you know? I thought so too, but I think realistic, really, really realistic things get me. And mm -hmm. I, if I ever see an alien today, I don't think it's going to look like a dinosaur dog dual entity uh, that also comes out with like spider legs and also has a tongue that looks like a fruit roll up. I don't know. Like, I just don't think that that's what it's going to look like. I, I feel like I feel like you're you you maybe you did get traumatized, and in the way for your mind to cope, you you tried to put something you like into everything you saw was like, oh no, I'm not scared of that tongue. It's a fruit roll up. I'm not scared of that uh, thing. He looks like a big dinosaur. Maybe your mind is just blocking out the trauma you experienced. I I knew from the get go I wasn't going to be scared. It was more, am I going to be grossed out? No, I I agree. And I, I was agree. A, like I agree. a little grossed out, but mm -hmm. then I looked at it more and I was like, this actually is kind of silly. I don't know. Wow, wow, that's insane. That's insane. All right, well, okay, man. Like I keep saying from the beginning of this pod, Laura has bigger balls than me, and she doesn't. She's just not afraid of anything. <laughs> she doesn't think anything's gory. That's crazy, man. Okay, what about you, Greg? What what camp are you in? I really want to actually think about what Laura ha has said about this. This fascinates me to no end. I Because, Rob, I am on your side. I thought all of the effect, the practical effects, this is, I, I think that the reason why people, generally speaking, like practical effects, provided that they're done well and they're not just like clearly a guy in a dinosaur suit <laughs> or, you know, a little hand puppet, provided that they're done well, I think people like them because viscerally, your eyes and your brain knows the difference between something that is actually moving and happening and something that was computer generated. Like, I, I think we will get to a, a time where we don't know the difference. And, but when I look at this, you know, it looked, it was, I don't know how they got it to look so real. I don't, part of it was maybe things were glistening. You, in a lot of ways, you really couldn't get a handle of what you were even looking at. Maybe that was part of why I thought it was realistic because if they were showing us a fake tiger or, or something, I could say, well, I know I have a reference point. A tiger looks like this. 
this is clearly not real. But the fact that it was just an amalgamation of parts and, you know, strands and things you really could not process. It was just, you know, flinging um, tentacles and stuff. It to me, and the fact that it was real, they were actually there, you know, they made it to move that way. Um, it seemed so realistic to me and it was so there were all those scenes were just so filthy just looking at them like with the dog definitely the scene where <laughs> uh norris who was um kind of like the the second in command guy who didn't want to take over he had a heart attack and then the doctor goes to give him the electro paddles and when he goes clear he pushes the paddles to his ch- the guy's chest and the chest cavity opens up with teeth <laughs> and chomps his mm-hmm. arms off like you yeah. said earlier I did something that I have never done in a horror movie ever. I jumped out of my seat about 12 feet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. It was crazy. I'm with you, Rob. All of these effects were so realistic to me. I don't even think you could do it this way uh, nowadays. No, like, like I said, it was just, uh, you know, like I said, when the mom episode of the fact that just like, there's no depth to anything as much as they can try to do it in CGI, everything was so textile. Like you could see every like aspect of, of the creation of the creature. And, and like I said, the glistening and this and that, it just, it was so real because it is real, you know? So I can't believe Laura that you were just like, Oh, that's a fruit roll. up. <laughs> like, like that's insane to me. You know? I mean, was there, was there any, it was, mm-hmm. it was gross. Yeah. Did it, did any of the alien scenes, you know, cause you have, you pretty much, you have the dog scene, which is the opening reveal of like the alien, which is fucked up. Uh, you have the one that Greg talks about the chest. You have the end reveal, multiple ones. Uh, I think there's like a couple other ones. Was there, it, was there any of the creature ones that you found the most disturbing? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I guess the one where the head becomes the Spider-Man thing Spider-Man. and then the head comes off. It's, it's definitely not Spider-Man. <laughs> it's like it's a spider, but uh. that one was probably the most disturbing. I'm laughing because during the the Nora scene that Greg was talking about, when his chest cavity opened up, it's like a split second before the blood really gets going right with the arms and in that split second i literally wrote in my notes wait what like why did his chest just open up like into this empty cavity i guess i didn't see teeth i don't know oh yeah there were clearly teeth i didn't i guess i didn't notice and i i thinking back i realized that i didn't jump once in this movie but my husband jumped once and it was the scene where um, they were testing the blood. Oh yeah, that's a good. Scene. Which I thought was really cool. Oh, yeah. Like he figures out, mm-hmm. oh, uh, I'm gonna test the blood with this like uh, hot wire because he learns that once the alien is inside you and has consumed you and has become you, um, it it'll survive in any way possible, even if that means dismemberment. Then it'll just become different beings to survive. And so he's like, if that's the case, if I put a hot wire in your blood, blood's gonna react. Uh, and in that scene, they finally get to one person. I think it was Palmer. I think so. Who ended up having having it. Yeah. It was and so movie. as soon as he puts the wire in, the blood like kind of jumps, makes a noise. My husband jumped and I literally turned to him and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Because he jumped so hard that it, it distracted me. And I was like, what are you doing right now? Why are you jumping? 
Yeah, that that's uh, that's actually my favorite scene in the movie. Is this? I mean, not not really like the whole jump scare scene, but just that whole scene of like the suspense of like who is it? And I, I think that's to me that's my favorite scene yeah. in the whole movie. You know, uh, what 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 was your guys like favorite scenes in the movie? I think I already covered them. Just like the funny one liners and <laughs> this is a comedy to Laura. Well. Okay, I'm just going to jump into negatives because, unfortunately, I think I have more negatives than positives. Mm. Um, I am actually going to compare this. Ah, please don't kill me, everyone. But I am going to compare this to The Happening in that (laughs) I love the plot. Well, I love the plot way more than The Happening. But I thought the execution wasn't fully there. Mm. And I told, like I said, I appreciate the effects for the 80s and i totally get that this is me seeing this movie in 2020 and it is hard sometimes to remove yourself from you know the time that this movie came out um yeah so and and the visuals like again i appreciate it but it was kind of lost on me um so i won't get into that anymore but um Something else that did bother me a little bit was just the fact that it was an all-male cast, which normally wouldn't bother me, but there were scenes, there were scenes you guys were like, it was just like eight men screaming at each other. And as a woman, I'm telling you right now, I just sat back and I was like, shut up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I, like, oh my God, it got to a point where it was like, okay, just get your dicks out, start swinging. Is this, (laughs) is this what you need to do here? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah so no i definitely agree yeah with so Laura. yeah i have that on my notes too of like no female cast i put that on my dislikes too you know i mean it, it would have been nice yeah but i don't know if that has something to do with the fact that uh right before this would have been the alien movie with sigourney weaver which is such like a female i mean it's, it's, it's her it's her she's the lead she's this the lone survivor she does everything so i don't know if they didn't want to put a female in there just to but like we can't compete with that we can't compete with sigourney weaver why even try no. but like i like you i i think uh it would have been nice just at somewhat different perspective to have somebody there yeah and like i said it didn't i don't think that would normally bother me but there's just i don't know there's too much mm. going on right here too many dicks yeah too many dicks man <laughs> <laughs> But no, speaking of which, like some of the acting was pretty bad. I mean, it, it, some of it was just kind of silly 80s, but um, the guy who plays the doctor was real bad. I mean, like every time he shouted, I was like, wait, is this the 80s? Or is When this he the- was like breaking up the control room because he wanted nobody to get away and stuff like that, that part? Yeah, just... The oatmeal guy or the sort of the medic doctor? Well, and see, now I'm... Con- there were two. This, this is another complaint I have. I don't feel like... I ever really knew who was who. I, I know I mentioned that I like how the movie kind of gets into it fairly quickly, but there's no, I didn't get to know these characters at all. I feel like mm-hmm. besides Kurt Russell. So I can't even, a lot of times I couldn't tell you who was who, what their names were, like what their jobs were, you know? Um, and the last thing that did bother me was there were a few times where I was like, what the hell is going on? For example, McCready just is like, I got to go check my shack because I didn't leave the lights on. What? And then he just leaves. And then there's no follow up. And you don't know why he did that. There were just a few times where these weird things would happen. And you're like, wait, what? What's going on? What's happening right now? And so that just felt weak to me. Mm-hmm. Like there was some weak acting and weak storytelling. And it just maybe wasn't executed 
as well as I wished it would have been. Huh. That well, that that's interesting. No, that's an unpopular opinion. Yeah, so I mean, sorry. no, that's a, that's a great point. Yeah, you no, it's not wrong. a great point. It's a horrible point. No, it's a- <laughs> no, it's it, it, yeah. I, I actually I think it's accurate. But the funny thing is, is I love the movie for I I liked those things that you just pointed out. I the fact that uh, you didn't know a lot of the characters didn't distinguish themselves. It, it made it feel like uh, you were watching a group of researchers who were in the middle of Antarctica. That's a boring ass setting. And that's real. It's going to be bland. They're stuck with each other for months. No one's going to be excited or like, uh, you know, having a great time or enthusiastic. They're there to do their job. They're going to be entertaining themselves in very, uh, you know, mundane ways, drinking, playing pool, playing cards like that felt so uh, real to me. So I actually like the the points that you you just made. What was the other one that you didn't like? You didn't like how they some random scenes where just things were happened and you were like, wait, what? Well, 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 yeah. For for example, or like the scene you're talking about where he left the light on. Like I I got that scene. I understood what was going on. That's why were your eyes closed? Were you scared? (laughs) No, he was just like, we all have to stick together. We don't know who this thing's gonna get. Oh, I'm gonna go look at my shack by myself. Why? Because when I last left, the lights were off and now the lights are on. So now I'm like, oh, is there an alien in there then? Well, yeah. Well, guess what? Obviously. Yeah. Off camera. No. Off camera. He apparently goes to his shack, finds nothing, turns the light off, and it's never mentioned again. No. No. What are you talking about? No. he come, The one guy that he went with him comes back first. And he says that when they went there, he found the guy's, you know, McCready's like dirty underwear all ripped up. He found that earlier. McCready went himself didn't he go with nulls yes he went with somebody so who turned it on well somebody was clearly setting him up somebody was setting him up because they put the his wrist setting him up it was probably this one scientist guy remember the scientist guy that was building the alien spaceship he clearly can go wherever he wanted he kept going out for parts you're you're making up a whole nother sub story that doesn't exist but i hate to tell you (laughs) You're you're crazy, Laura. I really think you you were scarred from watching. I think I think when the first dog scene happened and the dog's mouth filleted open and like another another dog popped out, I think Laura's mind like turned off, and so she doesn't remember parts of this movie. I think I think I think she's just trying to recover right now and trying to like save some face. I don't know what's going on because me and Greg both both understand. We know what was going on. It was about the dirty drawers. Laura doesn't understand it. Are you serious? Wow, Rob. You know what? I'll tell you. At least Greg can handle a shitting all over his movies. He handles it with grace. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to say, Laura. You know, oh. let's uh, let's let's reveal some Rotten Tomato scores. So that this movie's Rotten Tomato scores, uh, audience score ninety two percent. Uh, critic score 84%. So, uh, you know, I don't know where Laura lines up there, but probably lower than a lot of, you know, normal, you know, rational people would think. Um, hey, it's just my opinion, man. It's just my opinion. And I already said I liked Kurt Russell's acting a lot. Who doesn't like Kurt Russell, by the way? Yeah, if you don't like yeah. Kurt Russell. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll say what I, I I'll, I'll say what I didn't like then a little bit, just to kind of, you know, say, you know, there's not a lot, but you know, uh, Laura already said of most of them, pretty much just the fact that there's no fe- no females in the cast. I, I didn't really like that. Uh, what I liked a different perspective. Um, I think the only other thing I really shout out that I really didn't like was I didn't like Kurt Russell's giant Yosemite Sam hat. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought his hat was ridiculous. I was like, what, what is this? Whose choice was this hat? Like, like, is that, is that to, to block like snow? I don't know what's going on with this hat. It was, it was ridiculous. Oh man. I laughed so hard at that hat. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. It Brooks, was bad. my husband was like, let's make a hat like that out of paper for you to wear for your podcast. And I was like, there's, yeah. there's no way in hell we could ever make that hat. No, like, there's, there's not, there's, yeah, there's not a big enough piece of paper to even fold that origami into a hat. <laughs> that thing was ridiculous. He was like the original oh Pharrell. He was the original Pharrell wearing his big old giant hat around. You know? <laughs> it's crazy. You know, I mean, maybe that's where Pharrell got it from. This he he watched this part movie, but uh, yeah, I just I put that in my notes. I'm like, wow, this Dude, is ridiculous. So funny, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I really I thought the acting was was pretty good, if not like pr- really good. I enjoyed the acting. Like Greg said, I didn't. Uh, you know, I'm not in the perspective of like Greg's thing of like these people are blind people, so they should be blind actors. <laughs> I don't know if that really goes hand in hand, but I didn't think the acting was bad. Um, like I said, the suspense I really liked overall. The you know the creature effects I thought were fucking creepy as hell. Like like you said, Laura, not really scary. I wasn't ever really like scared at a lot of points, other than a couple little jump scares. But it was just like creepy and gross. Mm-hmm. Um, the did you already do some of your dislikes, Greg? I mean, Laura has enough for all of us, but do you have some? <laughs> not yet. I, I had just a couple. One talking about um, Doc or the or Doctor Blair was first examining the creature on the autopsy table for the first time he kind of touches it with his pencil eraser like oh look at this here and then he like taps his chin and his lip like right after that like he's thinking and i'm like oh like i'd rewind it and be and like figure out was he making contact with the thing with his Mm. pencil and i just thought that was kind of gross maybe maybe Um, that's when he got infected Hmm. oh oh maybe that's how he got infected could be yeah the only other thing was um kind of the the use of you know 80s technology i thought they did a good job in the in the first scene with mccready playing chess like that seemed like game technology at the time right but then when they show blair he's on the computer oh yeah oh mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> he's like examining the alien uh dna and the computer says you know, chance that your whole crew is infected mm-hmm. by this so-and-so percent. And then it says after that, chance that the whole world gets infected 75. I thought, uh, I mean, that was that was a little bit yeah. absurd. I mean, it would have made more sense, actually, if you were typing it. Yes. Yeah, if you would have heard, like, clicking noises, like, oh, this is what I expect to be. But, like, no computer program is is written with logic to say that, Okay, the odds that like with that type of language. So. I, I feel like I'm the only one that watched this fucking movie because he he that those are his notes. That's what he was typing. Yes. Was it? No. I thought the computer was spitting that out. I don't think so I because th- there's yeah, I there's the tell. beginning of that scene where the computer is uh, kind of generating a 3D image of the, of the cells, you know, combining this and that. And he has a stopwatch and he has like a timer and he's timing how long it takes. And so he's the one that does the calculations of how long it would take to do the world. And that's what he comes up to whatever it is, like 28,000 hours. And he's the one typing it in. If he is, I see, I didn't hear keyboard keys clicking. So I just convinced myself. I was like, okay, I'm just going to pretend that he was typing that because <laughs> no computer's going <laughs> to give you that readout. Okay. All right. 
but that was it. That was it. that was pretty much it. Everything else I thought was was fine. Wow. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, I, I defended another negative remark, so let's let's move on to something different now. You know. <laughs> Rob, you are a stubborn mofo, man. Stubborn. It's, it's been a while. I've had to defend a movie, so it's kind of entertaining. This is fun to do, you know. I feel like I feel like uh, I feel like uh, I feel like this is like my cousin Vinny, and I'm just like taking you guys down one by one. Shit. Oh my god, no. Um, what did you guys think about? Not really like the creatures, but like the actual alien stuff, like. The, finding the spaceship and the fact that like one of the creatures came out from there. And what do you think about the actual alien spaceship stuff? You know, what'd you guys think of that? I thought it was cool. Yeah. I feel like Laura's very, very defensive right now with her facial expressions. <laughs> I no, was a little cool. bit, cool. I, I, I liked it, but you know what I, I was a little bit confused about reconciling was the technology of the ship or at least how it looked with the alien that we got. Hmm. Like w- when you see a disc with lights rocketing toward the earth, the first thing you think of is like a creature that has definitive limbs. And like, I don't know, I think of like a, a, a stereotypical big headed alien yeah. that's piloting that ship. It just seems weird to me. Well, the only other thing I would defend to that now. So this is what I'm doing tonight, I guess, is defending things. But I would say, uh, what about if the, because this is technically a symbiote. This is the symbiote. That's that's what this yeah. is. What if the symbiote actually infected an alien and oh. that's who the ship is? Is not really that the symbiote is not from the ship. The symbiote is infecting the alien. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> Laura? Laura, rebuttal? Uh-huh. You're not feeling you don't think so? <laughs> Laura doesn't like this other movie I'm writing. <laughs> Oh my god, you guys have lost me so hard right now. I like, not only do I not know what the fuck you're talking about, but I also just like don't don't really care. And I'm just sitting here like I don't even know what's happening anymore. Oh my oh, god! Man. Then I have succeeded. I have I have succeeded tonight. I've succeeded. Okay, I'm nice. wearing I'm wearing Laura down. I'm wearing her down. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, yeah, I, I liked I liked the alien stuff. I liked the spaceship reveal. You know, like I, I talked about, I didn't really like the opening spaceship. I would have rather have it where like they reveal the big spaceship. I thought that was a cool reveal. Um, I liked the fact that they had to like take the, whatever alien being this looked like out of ice and like thaw it out, like in Sino Man. Going back to Laura's call, yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> I think Laura would have liked it better if, like, it was Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fra- Brendan Fraser popped out, you know, and he was the alien. Laura probably would have been entertained. Yeah, he he um, plays some he plays some dirty roles nowadays too. He could totally be like a scary alien. Yeah, yeah. And then I liked the fact that uh, that Doc was building like a little tiny baby spaceship at the <laughs> end. <laughs> yeah, what was that? Was, okay, he, was he, a tiny he, spaceship. I, I, I do have a second gripe. <laughs> You guys watch Shawshank Redemption. When you have to build a tunnel, you have to do something with the debris. Where did Dr. Blair put all that removed snow? Did he eat it? Or he <laughs> built like a, a tunnel like that stretched 100 feet or something. Oh, oh my God. Snow? I just thought of something. Why mm-hmm. hasn't anyone, the three of us to date at, for this podcast episode and in the movie, fucking talk about the noose? Why did he build it? Do you think what was his intent behind that? Well, I assume to kill himself. He was infected, though, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Or was he doing it to make it look like he was? I think it was. Himself? Yeah, I think he was doing it to make he, it look like that, so to show he wasn't infected. That's how smart he is. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
Because he, he could well, he did no, end up being like the mother alien. You are writing a new movie. That's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> you're writing a this new is, movie. This is uh, Rob's The Thing. Yeah, I'm writing this one. Rob's The Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm writing this one myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine would have had, mine would have had at the end, Mulder and Scully pop out and they would have solved things. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Perfect. Uh, okay. Love that. Justin ending. Long would have flown in. Oh, in a helicopter yeah, that's everybody. true. Justin Long would have yeah. popped in for a bit. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about him. Yeah, that's true. I don't know how I missed him. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Justin. We haven't talked to you in a bit. You know, you would have been great in this movie, Justin. Um, so let's let's get to the ending of this movie. Uh, who wants to like kind of summarize where we're at in the end and kind of what's going on there? <laughs> no, Laura, you don't want to do it? Not tonight. <laughs> No. Oh, come on, because I, I'm making you angry because I'm trying to fight for this movie. <laughs> You're making me anxious, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Greg's mm-hmm. going to do it. He's going to do it good. Okay, here comes 20 minutes. All right, okay. <laughs> Basically, at the end of the movie, McCready goes off with uh, Nalls and Gary, Captain Gary. They decide, you know what? There's no hope for this entire base. We're just going to blow everything up. At least if we kill the alien in the process, maybe we won't make it, but it won't get back to humankind and and destroy the world so they start blowing up the entire base um and they start you know setting dynamite charges in the basement and then you you find out that dr blair uh escapes from his like little kind of his his cell somehow and he pops up and ends up killing captain gary and um goes to investigate and then he never comes back so you assume that he died too and then as McCready uh, decides to go and investigate the disappearance of the final two, the, the creature kind of comes out out of the ground. It's kind of like the mother creature. It's just big. I guess you can call it a dinosaur, like Laura said, or it was just no. giant, ugly, and nasty. And kind of a dog pops out of its, its stomach. It's very disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and Kurt Russell or, or um, Mac, he takes a stick of dynamite. I don't, he has a line. What does he say? His final line? His sign-off line, he says something. Oh, he throws the dynamite, and, of course, the, the monster is surrounded by other dynamite charges, so Kurt Russell kind of scoots out of the way, and it blows up the whole thing. And you assume that the, the, the thing has bl- been obliterated in the process. So right after that, um, McCready starts crawling over to the main base, and he sees Childs, um, that's Keith David's character, kind of huddled uh, underneath some kind of rubble. And it's clear that they're looking at each other like, are you, are you the thing? Are you infected? Are you human? Um, so they don't know. And they just kind of assume that, hey, look, none of us has the energy, energy to fight anyway. So even if one of us was a thing, it wouldn't matter. So um, they just kind of sit there and they decide that there's nothing left to do. They just have to wait till morning to see what the rubble looks like when the fire clears and if the alien is still alive. And just it literally ends off that way. Um, Max says, why don't we just wait here for a little while and see what happens? And then it just mm-hmm. fades to black. And that's it. You assume that the monster's killed and these are the last two, McCready and Childs. I mean, to me, it was more like ambiguous at the end, the way I, I saw it, you know, of like, you know, is is either one of them infected? You don't know. And also the fact that they're pretty much talking about like, we're going to we're going to die anyway. Like we're, we're not going to survive. Sure. It's, it's going to be yeah. too, it's going to be too cold, though. Yeah. You know, it was almost that's, that's the way I kind of took it. You know that you're you're kind of with me finally, Laura. Yeah, no, I it they're they know they're going to die. They for sure know it. Like they've got no communication. 
uh, everything's burned down. Um, I think if the fact that one of the two of them is infected is probably number two on their minds. Number one is just like, <laughs> well, I think we've killed it and and now we're going to die. Um, and I think that who's the guy he's left with? What's his name? Child. Child. You know, he makes that point. I think he says something like, well, I'm not going to make it. And McCready is just, you know, him. And he's like, eh, let's just hang out and have a drink, you know? Well, did you guys like, did you like the ending? You know, did you guys like the, I mean, like I said, I took it ambiguous or like they're going to die. You know, do you guys like the ending of the movie? The original, yeah, the original ending? Yeah, I did. I, did. I actually liked it more when I read about this thing. And I hope you guys read it too, called the whiskey theory. No. Mm-mm. Did you guys hear? You Mm-mm. didn't come no. across that? Oh, it's so great. There's a theory out there. It's called the whiskey theory where Kurt Russell, you know, after he destroys the, after he destroys the monster, then he goes and meets Childs. They're, they're sitting huddled underneath that piece of debris and he hands them a bottle of whiskey yeah. and they're like, we're done, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the theory is, is that he actually filled that bottle with gasoline and he gave it to Childs mm-hmm. to see if he'll drink it. And if he drinks it, he knows that the alien doesn't know the difference between whiskey and gasoline and he'll drink it anyway. And what's interesting is when you rewatch that scene, which I did, you could even YouTube it. It it clearly looks like it because he gives him the bottle and he kind of looks at him suspiciously. Mm -hmm. And when Childs takes a a sip, the music goes bum, 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 bum. Like he saw something in him. Like, I think he thinks that maybe he was the, he was the alien. Yeah. Yeah. I I did think that in that scene though, when he gives him the bottle uh, for some reason, without knowing that I did think like, Oh, he could just like not poison him, but he could be giving him whatever he wants. Cause it is, it is like an interesting scene. I had that same thought, not of like, Oh, he's trying to kill him, but like, Oh, maybe there's something in that bottle. Cause it it was just, yeah. Like you said, the way he looked and the way it kind of played out of like, Oh, like that wasn't just like a normal, like have a drink pal. It was like the way he looked, it was kind of like different, but uh, yeah. 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 That's cool. Okay. So let's, let's get to, you know, we're at the end of this movie pretty much. Let's get to kind of like a little bit of our overall thoughts on this movie now. Um, so Greg, what do you think a little bit of your overall thoughts are on this? So do you guys remember we were talking about what we consider horror and why, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I remember identifying um, a few things about horror, you know, I, we all did actually. And I thought watching this movie, I really thought it, it touched on all of them. Fear was one. Okay. Everyone's scared of being attacked and killed by this thing. Disgust. Everyone's there's this disgusting element. Nobody wants to be infected. Nobody wants it to be in them. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, there's the psychological aspect, the psychological horror of uh, paranoia, distrust, you know, just people yelling at each other. Right. And then the one that I remember you guys were big on anxiety and I thought anxiety was a huge part of this movie. And I really thought that one of the most anxious times in this movie was when everybody was talking and trying to strategize what to do about this alien, knowing full well that the alien was among them. So one or more of these people were infected and they were the thing, and yet they were playing it so chill, playing it okay, okay, all right, oh yeah, go ahead, tie me up, Let take my blood, see what happens. Oh yeah buddy system let's go and that made me so anxious because i thought the thing is intelligent enough to totally play like everybody else and knowing that nobody since you didn't know who the thing was you had no choice but to just live with the fact that you don't know 
and the movie hit all of these horrific points and it was just all across the board but yeah definitely the most prominent was was the gore factor which you know i i hadn't seen this movie but i had seen snippets of the remake and i couldn't watch the remake but for some reason with this one i just i kept watching it and then you know i got through it Okay. Uh, Laura, how about uh, you, Laura? Where do, what are your overall thoughts? Uh, try to have a little bit of positives here. Let's uh, not be so negative, Laura. This isn't the happening. Give that a pr- comparison. Um, what, are you, what are your overall thoughts in this movie, Laura? Uh, overall thoughts? I mean, I agree with everything that Greg just said. Um, and yeah, I, I liked Kurt Russell's character. Um, I liked the overall plot, the setting, the setup. Um, I thought it had some really cool concepts, some funny lines, funny scenes, but um, yeah, just things weren't executed the way I had hoped. And I totally understand that this is an unpopular opinion. I mean, I, I for sure recognize that everyone. And like I said, I appreciate the practical effects. It just didn't do it for me. And that's just my opinion. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Don't 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 pander to us. Don't pander to us, Laura. You know, just 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 tell us we're all dumb. Man, I, guess, I can't win. I'm too, I'm too angry. I'm too passive. What do you guys want from me? <laughs> Fuck you. How about that? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> oh, there you go. Okay, all right, all right. there you go. <laughs> that, that's what I was trying to wait. That's what I was building towards. I'm like, I know I can get her to say it. Okay, perfect. All right, I like it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for, for, for me, like I said, I, I'm, I'm definitely with Greg. I mean, I, I love the tone of this movie. I love the music. I love the, the way it makes you feel the anxiety, the, you know, the, the suspense of the way things are happening. You know, I, I'm kind of torn between the actual practical effects. I love them. I respect them. They creep me out more than CGI. But there, there is a point to where it goes so far in this movie. And it's so mm-hmm. like gross that it, I don't really like enjoy it. I respect it. And I think it's great the way they did it, but I'm kind of like, like when we get to our ratings, I I think it might actually be a negative to me as much as I, you know, just yelled at Laura for an hour of why she didn't like it. You know, to me, it just went, it's like, it goes, it goes a little too far and it's a little too gross for me to enjoy Mm -hmm. that, you know? Um, But overall, I, I really like this movie overall, you know? Um, yeah, so let's uh oh did you guys have any couple of things you learned from this movie or anything like that you wanted to shout out before we get to the the rate the ratings? Just the obvious, which is apparently you got to learn Norwegian. You just got to learn it because then none of this would have happened. Mm-hmm. What about you Greg? Did you have anything? I'm going to say bring a flamethrower. Anywhere you go, even if it's the most innocuous social event, you know, your friend's <laughs> kid's birthday party, just stash one in your trunk. You don't got to tell anybody that, you, that you've that got it. Just, I think a flamethrower solves all of your problems. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, for me, I don't know if I really had anything that, like, stood out as anything I, I learned. But I definitely did think of a good tagline for this movie, which should have been, what happens in Antarctica stays in Antarctica. <laughs> Literally. You know, I thought that would be a good, yeah, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, let's get to our ratings. Let's get to our ratings. So let's do one to five. Um, let's do how many um, how many hairy, glistening alien spider legs are you giving this movie? <laughs> They're not hairy. Oh, they were hairy. There was like little. Did we watch the same movie? 
I, I think most of the world, 92% of the people that like this movie watched one movie and then you apparently <laughs> had one eye shut or something like that. I don't know what's going on. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Greg, Greg, back me up, Greg. There was some hair on those legs, right? Some Greg? of them. Okay, hairy spider legs. Got it. Follicles. They oh, like follicles see, Greg, Greg. That you would, mm-hmm. I guess you would call them hairs. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So uh, I'm going to leave, let's leave Laura for, for a bit. Uh, she needs to <laughs> ponder. Uh, Greg, uh, one to five, what do you, what do you rate in this hairy, hairy spider legs? God, man, this movie was, was so gross. There were so many moments, but um, I actually think this is, uh, this is going to be my first five rating. Oh, shit. Yeah, five hairy, glistening no, spider legs. No, no. Wow, Laura no. is losing her shit right no. now. No, <laughs> no, cut this. Cut Holy all no. of this. I, I, don't know, I don't know about perfect movie, but I think it's like the perfect horror movie to me. I think there are a lot of things I, I didn't like the grossness, but I was able to get past it, like I said, with like the pace of the movie, the way they paced it, the sound and the visuals, Kurt Russell, boom, this is, this is my first five. Wow, this is crazy. This Laura is like, I can't tell if the Zoom screen has frozen or if her face just has no emotions anymore. But Laura is like, especially we had the whole conversation about like Greg rated invitation, the same as the happening and all his, well, most of his movie picks are below two ratings. And then now he's given this movie a five. This is just like insane right now. So Laura, you're definitely next. What do you want to say? What's your rating? What do you think of Greg right now? Is is Greg a, is Greg a, an actual alien? Is Greg an alien right now? Oh my god! No, it's Greg is a thing. He's for sure a thing. That's why he's giving us a five. Because Greg, I know, would never give this a five. I I knew oh I knew god. I I had a, I knew from the from the moment that the credits started rolling that I, I wanted to give, and I think that I'm going based on. Mm-hmm. Just I, I couldn't find really anything wrong with it to me. Greg, what is that's, wrong that's, with that's you? That's what I'm basing it on. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Oh, you look like you want to kill me with a with a knife and and some Jiffy Pop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's so funny. I just am like I don't, and yeah, it's funny too because. I hate to bring this up again, but your made your only complaint, which gave the invitation at two point five, was that you wanted to know more. You wanted to know more about this, more about that. Yet in this movie, when I was like, "Man, they don't really give you a lot of backstory on this or backstory on that or what's happening here or wh- what he ran up to that shack for, or like what's that guy's name and what he does," you were like. I loved that part of the movie. I love that we don't know anything about yes, anybody. You're right. And it's like, this doesn't fucking add up, man. It, it it doesn't. But if a movie gives me, like, if I can think of two and a half stars worth of material to make it better, then I'm going to give it two and a half. But like this one, I wouldn't change anything. I, I, I'd leave it just the way that it was, which means to me, it doesn't wow. get any negatives. Okay. Yeah, well, 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 well. Based on the happening, this is definitely twice as good as movie as that. So that's a five. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's, there you uh, go. okay, Laura. So where where are you at? I mean, I, I know you're not a five. Clearly, I'm giving this a two point five. Yes, I had a lot of Mine. negatives. Are you kidding me? Holy shit! You're giving this a two. Wait, is that low or high? No, that's. I thought that's low. I thought that was low. Wow. 
You're, you're oh, and I feel like Greg thinks yeah. I, it's higher than he I thought it was high based on how much she's been griping about it. I thought wow. she would give this like a one. I, or something. I feel like your response yeah. to your response to Greg is my response to you right now. It's like insane. Oh my goodness! Just like I said, I've admitted this a hundred thousand times tonight. Like I, this, I admit this is lost on me, and this is an unpopular opinion. And this could very well just be me, and like I'm not into that. Like I said, there was like scenes where there was bright green, like my daughter's paint set and yellow shooting out of things. And that just doesn't do it for me. But the the vibe, the setting, the actual plot and the idea, plus Kurt Russell, that's why this movie is not a total zero, you know? So yeah, I'm, I'm giving it a completely in-between wow. rating, which is a 2.5 out of 5. Wow. That's nice. Cool. No, it's not cool, Greg. It's insane. What are you? What's wrong with you, Greg? Come on, <laughs> stop being the normal Greg we always know, which is always like the nicest guy in the world and the guy that's like level-headed. And why aren't you upset like me, Greg? You gave this yeah. a five, Greg, and she's giving it a two point five. Why aren't you? Well, because th- this is like th- this is like for the same reason that what paranormal activity. How how some people are like, well, since I don't believe any of this stuff, it's totally lost on me. So I give it it's garbage. Yes, and I go, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. not gonna. Like if I were totally. you, probably do yes. the same thing. Yeah. Man, this is just like I'm like still I'm like I'm like in shock right now of being like we had one guy gave this a perfect rating and then another person give it like a like a mediocre two. It's it's crazy. This is the first time I think this has ever happened where we've been that far off on two oh, yeah. different. There's no way. That's crazy. Rob, you're you're reeling. You're reeling. You're reeling. I'm, <laughs> I'm reeling. I know. I am. Yeah, that's true. I know. I wish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so poetic. I, I wish I had a fish. Thank I wish that, I, I wish I had a fishing pole and I can reel Laura's score up a little bit higher. Shit. Oh my god, <laughs> man. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's uh uh let's let's give my rating then. I feel like it doesn't matter anymore because these guys are just like blowing my mind. Um. But uh, I'm more on Greg's side than anything. I I'm giving this like a four. I think it's a good movie overall. It's not like a great movie, but I think it's a good movie. Like I said, as much as I respect the practical effects and the gore in this, to me, it, it went so far that it kind of like was a little too much where I didn't really want to watch certain parts. And to me, it's like, I don't really like that. So that's why I can't give it higher than a four. Um, yeah. So I give it a four hairy glistening alien spider legs. Um, yeah. So hairy that's, glistening. yeah. Say, say that five times, Laura, you know, I can't. I can't even say it one time. <laughs> You're gonna have to type that in the docket. So have fun with that one. You know. Um, okay. I don't so, know. Yeah. So so to so to sum so to summarize, the John Carpenter's the thing. We have Greg with a five, perfect score. We have Laura with a two point five, uh, which is almost <laughs> like the it's like the faculty. Um, and then you have me with a four. You know, which is crazy uh wow so man if anybody wants to email in and talk about these scores i feel like this is the episode to do it if you're on one side or the other because this is very very polar opposites here you can hit us up uh conjecturing pod uh at gmail or twitter instagram at conjecturing pod um so that's a great pun by the way polar opposites i loved it (laughs) god (laughs) my mind was not thinking like antarctican like things yeah i didn't didn't get that (laughs) You know, um, okay, so, so let's uh, let's get to the movie reveal now of uh, next week's episode. I know Laura said that she has her next like 
three months planned of movies. So, uh, so I'm interested to hear what she's going to do. So Laura, what, uh, what are we conjecturing next week, Laura? Yeah, I, I feel like most of my picks definitely are on the more popular side or the more well-received. And I do promise that the list that I have started for the next few months or whatever, I I am going to start to stray away from that. Uh, But this is not the time. And I have to say that we are 26 episodes into our podcast And yet none of us have thought to actually do the movie that our name is based off of. Oh, nice, nice. Hello. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. So we are going to be watching 2013's The Conjuring. Wow, awesome, awesome, awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome, yeah. I mean, come on, almost 30 episodes and we haven't done it yet. And we've done how many M. Night Shyamalan movies? (laughs) Yeah, that's quite embarrassing. (laughs) Gotta change that right now. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's that's so cool i mean we've all seen that movie right we've all seen the conjuring of course right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. I, i'm excited to watch it i haven't watched it in a while i think i think i saw it a couple times in the theaters i really liked it um but yeah i'm really excited to watch mm-hmm. it with this new perspective of like breaking it down and breaking down scenes and and that might be actually thinking back now this might be the first movie we're going to be watching that i'm actually going to be maybe really pretty scared to watch so this pretty it's pretty creepy it's pretty jarring some of the scene it's scary yeah yeah, yeah. it's scary i'm gonna have to watch that midday eating some eggs or something like that definitely no <laughs> no? no rob yeah, that is gonna change it you need to watch it at night at night you have to okay all right well mm-hmm. we'll see you need to watch it at night and have a paranormal activity playing simultaneously in reverse <laughs> on another tv screen <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness! Wow, I feel like <laughs> and watch both of them through a mirror. Dang, I feel like yeah. I would just be like sucked into another another, another dimension there. Shit! <laughs> right. Oh my goodness, that's horrifying, Greg. That's scary, man. I feel like we just wrote a new movie right there. That's pretty awesome. Sweet, sweet I, dreams, guys. Sweet dreams. I'm scared. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. I'm scared. Um, yeah. So that's oh. it for the week. You know, like I said, next week we're watching The Conjuring. That's pretty sweet. Um, yeah, so uh, as always, you guys can hit us up, you know, conjecturing pod at Gmail, Twitter, Instagram at conjecturing pod. Uh, remember, subscribe, rate, review wherever you're listening to your podcast at. Uh, this has been the conjecturing. I've been Rob and Laura and Greg. Yeah, until next time, remember, horror is subjective. It's definitely fucking subjective. So, conjecture away. See ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Please keep that in. It's definitely fucking subjective. I'm keeping that shit. This shit is mind blowing right now, man. Can't (laughs) believe that shit. This is all right. Hey, wait. I'll wait, say what, it. What, but what don't. Uh-huh. What? What? What did you? What did you get scared watching, Greg? Sorry. What? Not scared. Startled. I would say startled. Okay. Uh-huh. Is more like it. Uh-huh. It.
Free Willy. You know, there's a scene where Jesse, he's he's Willy's trainer. He's kind of reaching out into the pool, and then he's like, Willy, he wants to hand him a fish, and he can't see below the surface. And then, like, Willy just jumps out of the water, a bucket of popcorn in my seat, and I, like, did this, and it got over everybody in, like, a three-foot radius, popcorn everywhere. And I just... <laughs> But that was the only time where I, 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 I got remotely close to jumping out of my seat. It was more of a, a jolt with my hands. But this, yeah. So, but this movie was different. Wow. So John Carpenter's The Thing and Free Willy. That's the two things that, that got you in your life. Wow. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs>